Just like that. Our 10 days are over, boys. Woo. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Andrew Dutch Holland, and Jen Rolnick here for the next two hours. Welcome in to our first 2024 Leaf Edition Hour. Let's talk about, by the way, shocked there's no Brandeo here. Uh, Derek has four children. I would be crawling out of my home to get to work no matter the circumstances <laughs> after 10 days off. He texted me this morning, and I believe it's one of his It's one of his kids' 13th birthday today. Haley's wow. 13th birthday. So well, happy birthday. Teen, so he's there you Haley go. a good father. Yeah, after a full 10 days off. <laughs> I, feel like I gotta, gotta go. My gift is see you later. <laughs> Wherever you're watching or following Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus, from four to six, we're glad you are along for the ride, and we are glad to be back on air. Good 10 days. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. Everybody's nope. happy. Really good. We uh, Pinnacle for us. We went to Long Island and uh, skated at the Clark Gillies Arena in Dix Hills, and all eight of his grandkids got out there and wore sweaters. The, uh, the boys had a little shinny game. Um, our You're wives took pictures. Are you still really good at hockey? What's that? Are you still really good at hockey? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that, that has diminished significantly. Did you get uh, some I, ice time in? Me? No. no. I did not skate. Went to the attack game. Oh, okay. on sound. Yeah. Nice. Went on local access television with my boy Mark McKelvey. Did you? I did. Nice. I did. did a little kept, interview kept in the intermission. Yeah. Broadcasting chop yeah. sharp. I did. That was my working over nice. there. I did five nice. minutes with Mark. Nice. But yeah. And what about you? What'd you get up to? A uh, little Prince Edward County. Ooh. My sister's Ooh. got a house ah. uh, on the water. Oh. Got all the families together. Nice. A lot of mayhem. And once you're there, you don't have sugar. to go anywhere. You're just there. Right? Yeah, it was, it was really nice. That's awesome. Really nice. I can't believe we're back, quite honestly. Like, I'm sitting here I'm and I'm like... I'm ready to, though. Like, yeah? the least been doing stuff. Yeah, I guess. We also had an interesting show oh, yeah. during we the break. Sure did. Uh, we did. Uh, Justin and I, along with uh, David Amber and Elliot Friedman, did the Columbus uh, Leaf Regional Game, yeah. which... Turned into quite the event, and the domino effect of that game has led us to probably our number one story. And for many Leaf fans, the number one story is Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. Waved by the Toronto Maple Leafs over the break and is now, I guess, down with the Marlies. But is he really down with the Marlies? Sammy, what do we, what do we know well, about that? We might as well just let the Kippers Clippers. I'm not going to throw the to the first one of 2024 here, but the first the first clip from uh, Brad Shaliving who spoke. So I think that tells you a lot of what they think of this situation. Yeah, that the general manager held a impromptu uh, press conference. Yeah, and he spoke about it. He gave an update about what's going on with him. So if we want to play the first uh, Shaliving clip, clip there Dutch. of 2024, here we go. Obviously, we, we know Ilya's gone through a, a, a difficult time. And uh, so when you go through this, you, you kind of look at a couple of options, right? You, you either keep doing what you're doing, is, which is an option, um, and try to work through it, um, or, or, you, or you do something different. And, you know, this, this plan that we, you know, we looked at it and I just felt, I felt strongly that we had to do something different to help Ilya. Right? So um, the plan was to obviously, in order to execute this and create the roster spot, we needed to put him on waivers. Um, but we're going to take this week to try to use as a reset. So Ilya's not, he's been assigned to the Marlies. He's not practicing. Um, 
at this at this stage and is not planning to play with the Marlies at this stage. But we're using this week to get him some one-on-one -on -one time, um, and he'll be working with 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 Hanu um, Toivonen back in Toronto, our development team, our performance team off the ice, and really it's a physical and a mental reset. Nothing says physical and mental reset like a development team of people staring at you going, get better, fix it. So no Marlins. Here it is. No, no real Marlins yeah, time. I, I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, it could be fun. Like, I'm just guessing. It could be exactly what he needs or it may not be enough. I do think it's good that he's not playing games. I think if you put him in games, you run the risk of him being Jack Campbell. You know, it's the American League. There's different quality shooters. You go in and there's... You know, five go in one night and you look bad and it just gets worse. You know, like you can't. See, I, I don't. I don't buy that. Why not? I, I don't buy that because you are in a defensive mode here. You're in a. You're in a. What can go wrong mode? I sure am. Well, what's giving <laughs> you the feeling that it's going to go the other way? Correct. So you bring them back up. And it continues to be bad. Like yeah. if if he's if he is gonna continue to stink, I want it in the Marlies. I don't want it back with Toronto. Yeah. And the Maple Leafs. I think though, you know, he makes three point three million dollars for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. And I imagine whatever deal they cook up to replace him this year, which it now feels like is going to happen at some point, they're gonna want him to go the other way. And I don't think it helps if he plays six games for the Marlies with an 838 save percentage. But what happens if he plays six games for the Marlies and he goes five and one and it's 920? Yeah. No, I, I mean, maybe he goes from the, the compensation you have to send with him is less, I guess. I, I, I get your point that right now no one thinks too highly of him, but like, at least you haven't made if, him an AHL goalie yet. If, if um, you know, he's had time off already. He's had one-on-one -on -one time already lots the only difference is is now he he's doing it at the marley arena and he's been waived yeah so other than that what has really changed from day one yeah it's legitimately no different right like they share the ford performance center it's a different pad of ice that maybe he's on but his salary is the same. The people are the same. It could the... work. It could work. Sure, it, it could. could be. Um, you and know, the randomness could play in their favor. Too. Kelly Rudy went on Hockey Night in Canada this past Saturday and suggested that he goes away for a week to Florida. And my first thought watching that was, I stunk when I played. I was a healthy <laughs> scratch. Where was my trip to, I know. to Disneyland? I know. Where was the team to tell me that? You know, go down and lie on the beach for a while, get away from it all, and come back. <laughs> but you'll be in, better. In defense of Kelly, <laughs> that might be a more different thing than what he's about to do yeah, now. I, yeah. I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Like, why don't you t take him down to Florida but then see, and, here, and rent this sheet on, of ice? <laughs> this is we're at the tin cup part of this where you put the tees in your left pocket when you got the shanks. We're just going, I don't know. What if he hangs upside down and eats brownies? You know, is this like they're out of ideas here? He yeah. can't, they can't use him, guys. He has been so bad for them this season on a one year deal. He has no value as an asset, My, I'm saying. And yeah. you don't trust, even if he comes back and plays good, you're going to put him in the playoffs? It's been too much bad.
Okay, let's go to Tree Living on Samsonov's timeline because, again, this plays a key part on on what what changes. Sure. Let's have a listen. Well, the week is really because we're gone, right? So, so once we once we get back in, we're you know we monitor daily, see where he's at. But this isn't something where you're saying, okay, you know, we'll scramble together on Wednesday and say, how did everything go today? Right. This allows him to breathe a little bit for the week. Um, you know, get him get him out of the environment that he was in, where sometimes you're just going around on the, you know, on the on the Ferris wheel here, and just just let him re- refocus, re you know, reset, and then when we get back, we'll see where we're at. So this has everything. <laughs> they have no idea. This has everything to do with the belief that he's a very good goalie. It's just all in his head right now. He, I don't know if they believe it, but what choice do they no, that's, have? But that's, to, to, that's 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 a hundred percent that they they just clear his head, get away from it. So it's the pressure of just being day to day around the team. This alleviates the pressure, so you can clear your mind and then just come back and be the goalie that you were before. I think if they believed he was a very good goalie, they would have given him more than one year and gone to arbitration with him and all that. I think the suggestion that what you're talking about is like. If he is a good goalie, that that could help, right? That's one of the things that if he is, in fact, a good goalie, this could help him. You know, do they believe that? I'm skeptical. I mean, that arbitration they went through, you know, where they basically, you know, you're not kind to people and you're skeptical of them. Like, some of that has to be real. I think this just confirmed. I've been through an arbitration. They tell you why they don't want to pay you. Right. And, okay. Because of the skepticism. Hundreds of guys have gone through it. I'm just saying that they went through that because they clearly didn't fully believe in this guy, and it feels to me like they must not believe at all anymore. And what else do you do while you try to figure out plan B? you got to buy time here. And now we get the hill, the so, beast. So let me ask you this, though. Even if he comes back up, how and you guys have both played high-level hockey, NHL, what, how, how many good starts in a row? Or how? what's the point of them trusting him again? Because... Right. Every single guy in that team, like, that's the number one thing they talk about. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Like, they're getting him away from this environment is probably the whole team is not a huge fan of what's going on with him and them losing these games because of him and him having the worst, is it the worst qualified state percentage in the league or second yeah, worst? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Like, how good does he have to be to win back your team's trust? I don't know if there's enough time. I agree. I totally agree. It's January the March trade deadline is two months away. That's eight weeks. Maybe it's nine weeks, whatever it is. You know, well, you're right. So if he plays, he's gone for a week, and then he comes up and splits starts with someone, he's only going to get 10 starts or something in the best-case scenario. I just, <clears throat> they're finding a solution. And I don't know that they intend for Hill to be to be a solution, but what else like, they can do right what now? What can you see in drills that will make you feel a lot better that he will start, his next start will be with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What do you, like, how good of a practice player do you need to be? You've got got goaltenders, uh, uh, goalie coaches shooting pucks at you, stationary, or you have some movement, and I guarantee you, whoever is that Help Coach him save it. <laughs> isn't Mitch Marner or yeah. Kucherev or some of the best players on the planet yeah. 
recreating those types of scenarios? What drills do you think that you can come up with that will replicate anything against the best players in the world? Do you think it makes me a good or a bad radio host that you so quickly convinced me <laughs> that you're right? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's nothing. You would have to play. I was going to be like, well, you have to play the game, Nick. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even against the best players with the Marlies. No. Like, I just, I need him to play, to play against mm-hmm. real competition and create real game situations. Yeah. There's just not a practice world I, I in so. my world that exists that can tell you that was all in his head because the the Samsonov that we've watched to get to this point isn't between the ears, buddy. You don't track the puck, you don't see the you puck. Slide too far. You you, you over uh, you overcommit. Okay, you're not seeing the puck right now. He's almost trying too hard, you know, watching the games. You know, I guess their case would be like. You know, have you ever looked at a problem for three hours and you can't figure it out and you step away and you come back and you're like, oh, okay, like I got it. Like I guess the idea is if he's playing, does that really allow him, him to step away, the mental it, it, freshness? It, it, at least at least with Brett Tree Living, I hear is like we're just going to go day to day here. I hope that he practices so well that they would feel comfortable to say, give him one game with the Marlies before uh, we bring him and back. You look at the Leafs' schedule here. It looks like this is a move to buy themselves a little time because they play the Kings tonight, obviously a really good team. You have yeah, Martin Jones, Jones is getting it regardless. And we can listen to Keith talking about tomorrow night's plan with the Ducks. But then you have a few days off. You got the Sharks. You come home again. You got the Sharks. It's, it's Ducks, like, Sharks, Sharks. You're looking at 30, This to me is them being like, we're sending it. Well, he's going home. We're out here. We'll figure this out when we get home. Yeah. Like, it's like when you're leaving in a rush and you leave the dishes on yeah. there. You're like, oh, I'll do that That's when I get home. That's problem. I'll get that one done when <laughs> I get there. The He's, He's the, the dishes, dishes right now. Like, and make no mistake, I'm, I'm not writing off Samsonov. I'm not. As a career. Yes. Or yeah, as, a, as a goalie to come back with the Leafs. Mm. And okay, it's, I am. And it's, I am. Are you? Yeah. And this is where I go. Yeah. JB, you're probably right. Yeah. But... I I just don't want to do that just yet, and I think I think first week in January mm. is enough time for the Leafs to say let's let's find a different approach mm-hmm. to get this guy's game going again. I think there is enough time. Yeah, mm. yeah, it but just, you're probably yeah. right. You know, like they, <laughs> they just had this stretch of hockey where they were pretty good. You know, in some of the games they went like one four and one in their last six or something. His save percentage was like eight fifty. Like he buried them. That Columbus game was atrocious. How many games are we into the season? 34 for the Leafs? Yeah, at least. That's 34. Th- yeah. Okay, that's lots of time here. No, I know there's lots of time, but and the trade deadline is the real deadline, not game 82. Yeah, no, I hear you. But between now and what, yeah. March? Second week of March? Third yeah. week of March of a trade deadline? Like, you don't have to make a major decision on your goaltending. Hillaby was always about just buying you a, a week. Let's, Ten days. Uh, we have Tree Living on looking for outside help. Let's, okay. let's start there next. Good segue. Uh, Jonas, we always look at everything, right? <laughs> you know, so the, the, this has created a, 
This has created a situation where we think we've got a good goalie. He's shown he's been a good goalie. How do we help him get back to that form? In the meantime, the manager always has to do his job of continuing to look at ways to improve the team, right? Now, having said that, um, I checked outside. The, the, the goaltender tree was empty. I couldn't pick one off there today. So we'll see with a little bit of sun, maybe gr they grow a few more. But we, we know we've got, we've got guys who have shown to be good goaltenders in this league. We've got... Um, we're, we're working with Ilya to get him back to that form. You know, Joe's, Joe's had a great start to the season. We're working with him to get him healthy, and, and Martin's had a good career. So we, we're, our depth's being tested in that position. Uh, we're going to work and try to make the guys we've got as, as, as good as they can be, and we always look to see if there's areas that can help us outside. All right. Oh. Kept it a little light for you there, Sammy. Sam oh. hated that joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carlin over here. Holy <laughs> smokes. When's trees is appointment at Yuck Yucks? God. All right, so there's no one. Sorry, no, Tree. No it's just a terrible goaltender goal tree. Terrible joke. Well, listen. The media down there loved it. It gets... <laughs> it, it, it'll... It'll remain okay if Martin Jones has a yeah. good game tonight. And uh, these, these guys can buy tree time yeah i i mean but i think at some point you, you love martin jones and i think what he's given the leafs here has been incredibly important just a steadying veteran but like we've seen his numbers the last five years like yeah. i think i think we kind of know where this is headed i don't think they your plan should be we'll ride martin jones for a long time here like you have some solid like some soft competition coming up like i mentioned but this is within the next couple weeks here you got to figure this out I, I do agree though that uh like first of all there's there's nowhere to go outside there's just there's no one right now that you could look at and definitively say that that's worth changing the makeup of my goaltending depth tomorrow I want, I want Kevin Lankinen that's my guy I decided that that's the guy I want Kevin you do Lankinen. right yeah you know, you're just taking... Where is he? Uh, Nashville? Where yeah, is it? yeah, you're just taking shots on guys, right? And, I don't know, he's 28 years old. He's had some success in the league. He's been a backup. He's a 900 right now, but he's a 916 last year for Nashville. He had a couple years at 909. Like, he's... And he's at a million? He's, he's cheap. Um, see if I can find it. He makes two. Too expensive. Well, unless no, you... too expensive. Yeah, but they could retain on that. He's not... Oh, gosh. Now you got to give up a, an asset. No, they're not really. They're not going to do that. And then if Quit you do, around if, if, if you do do it, that means that you've written off Samsonov. Yeah, and that they're they're not ready to do that. Yeah, and I'm not convinced that that guy would be any better. No, than, I'm not either. Samsonov. By the way, but uh, to me, it's just if it's you're going to pick the, a lottery the, ticket, he's a good one. Yeah, you're 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 making a change for the sake of making a change. Yes, for sure. So they bring in Dennis Hill to be the the Hill the Beast, who, mm, yeah, um, who can't be any worse. No, no, can't be. I mean, right? he can't No, at be. the end of the day, I'm sorry, but that's, you know, and I know Elliot talked about, you know, protecting his future and all of that, but come on. I, I, you're not going to ruin the yeah. guy. Even if he gets lit up, you're not ruining the guy. Thank you. I, I keep hearing this. What? <laughs> that's just such a funny. The state of 2024 yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs goaltending. Can't it can't be, be any worse. It can't be any worse. <laughs> and, you know, I, I hear this all the time where, like, and when I was with the Marlies, they didn't want to yo-yo guys. They were like, we'll call him up when he's ready to be up. And that's fine for a player. Like, I know some people didn't love Nick Robertson, up, down, up, down, whatever. But it's not, that's not how it always works. The, the circumstances don't let you just cook something in the oven until it's ready. Then it's, you know, meal time and everyone. It's just some 
Sometimes in, in hockey, you got to be ready a little bit before you, th- you thought you were. You might have to go back down, whatever. My example here is Eric Schalgren. You know, Schalgren was here for the Leafs. Not a great NHL goaltender. He came up and over two years, he played, uh, he started 22 games. They lost six of them in regulation. He was like a 900 or 898 save percentage in the NHL. You know, since then, he's an 850 in the AHL. Not a very good goalie at that level. He's fine. Whatever. But they, again, they didn't get killed when he was up. Hildeby can come up. No. And they can win with this guy in net. He's a pro goalie. When you, when, what I've been able to kind of know from my experience of playing over 100 games in the American Hockey League to the NHL Mm. and then watching it as a broadcaster is like, the, the difference margins are tight. They're, they're tight with goalies. Yeah. And they're, they're all good at the American Hockey League. They're good goaltenders. Especially when you're huge. They're the best of what's outside yeah. of the NHL. It's not in like the they're world. just cut off at 62 goalies and the 63rd stinks. So what is the difference between them playing in the American Hockey League and the NHL? It's just a level of consistency. No different than your... 100th ranked golfer yeah. to your top 15. 100th ranked golfer can shoot 65 some days, can't do it as often. And that's all you're looking at. Go, sh- go, so, go shoot 73. <laughs> you, you asked us. And we've seen some of the goalies over the past for, from the Leafs yeah. come up and have success. You mentioned one earlier before yeah, Shulgren. Yeah. Right? I don't know where he... Where is he? New Jersey? He's in Utica. Utica with an 8.53 save percentage. In the American League. So he's he's no good down there. Is that no. what you're telling me? Yes. yes. And he was fine for the Leafs. And he was fine. He, he came up yes. with some decent efforts. Hildeby's been 9.19 in the AHL. He's not going to be a joke. And he's not going to get lit up like a Christmas tree uh, where you go, this is embarrassing. <sighs> no, but, he's but, not going to embarrass himself. It, no, he's not. And, and the Leafs and, won't... And were it to happen, they, he they, wouldn't die. They wouldn't embarrass... Yeah. They wouldn't embarrass him like that no you say like if it was going teams, wrong they'd pull him out well yeah and, and the team's still too good yeah they're to, gonna protect to, to him as best really they embarrass him or the whole organization and for the record he'll be fine samsonov was well protected against columbus the leafs gave up four or five shots in the first period they gave up 22 over the whole game maybe yeah something like that they protected the hell out of him and it wasn't enough so you, you know he'll, you be, hear- he'll be fine for a couple nights do you want to hear the plan for the goaltending this week? Yeah. From uh, the head coach now? Move from the general manager to the to the head coach? Uh, Keith Clip, two. Plan is to just take each day as it comes uh, here and try to get them up to speed at the NHL level. Uh, obviously, NHL shooters and such, are, it's it's a different animal, as he may have learned when Austin came down and, and blew one by him there uh, <laughs> in one of the first drills. Um, but... Yeah, I think just you want to get comfortable, which is what I saw as this, uh, the more and more the skate went on, you could really see, you know, that he was getting comfortable in his reads and obviously the size, a lot of pucks just, just hit him because of the size. But uh, uh, plan is just to get him comfortable here. And, you know, my message to him is he's here. He's the second guy right now. And uh, like you would have the message for any guy that's the second guy, is your job should be ready uh, uh, for, for any any opportunity that might come up or any time we, we may need you. Um, as we look at our week, and in particular this back-to-back that's coming, um, we haven't ruled out utilizing Jones in both those games. Uh, I think as, as far as... Um, 
So thoughts. Mm -hmm. Toronto plays L.A. tonight. We'll be on the uh, panel tonight with Elliot Friedman and David Amber uh, tonight at 1030. You're going to be up. But I didn't make it to midnight on New Year's Eve. We're going to be up till 1 o'clock yes, doing we this. Are. We doing, are. I'm doing Leafs Talk with Ailish tonight, too. They're going to be a sleepy crew tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> yeah, night. I'll be up with my kids at 6. should be fun. Tomorrow night, Toronto faces Anaheim. Anaheim. Mm -hmm. Saturday night, they face San Jose. Is there a, a world you see where Hildeby does not get one start in the next three? I'll start with you, JB. There's a world where I could see it where they just really decide that this guy's not ready, which to me would be a bit of an indictment if you don't feel like you can put him in against the San Jose Sharks on a back-to-back, -back, or sorry, the Anaheim Ducks yeah. on a back-to-back. -back. I mean, good Lord, get him in there. I think if he's going to start, it'll be the back-to-back because -back, they're, they're going to put Jones in where he played, right? He yeah. played for the Sharks forever. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably play there. But they did this last year. Remember with Samsonov? They played him back-to-back -back when Keith Petrozelli was the backup. No, I, I don't. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, like they had they had <clears throat> they had Petrozelli, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to start Petrozelli in the second half of the back to back." And they went with Samsonov in both. Mm -hmm. So they are familiar with doing this. I can't remember what part of the season that was last year, but they had some real goalie stuff. I, I bet you it's, I bet you that they do Jones in both. Jones is thirty three though. Like Sammy was twenty five. Yeah, I I see Hilda be all night long tomorrow night in Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. What are they? Thirteen and twenty-three. One of the worst teams. One they of the stink. worst records. They stink. Zegers might scenario. stuff one on you. It would help a lot if it was coming off a pretty convincing win against LA tonight, mm. and that could help them make the decision a lot easier if they mm. knew that the team was kind of back on board. They shut they 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 shut down uh, you know key guys tonight, and the team's feeling good going into Anaheim. If you want to see how much time that you really have for Samsonov, it would really help if you knew what you had with Hillaby yeah. a little bit with a sample, a small sample size tomorrow night. Yeah, but, like, there's just no world where this is a year where Hildeby is a meaningful contributor come playoffs. Like, they, like people being like, I just want a steady backup. Let's see if this guy can do it. That's not this. Yeah. He's not going to be great for him to get some games and see what he can do and maybe bide them some time. But, you know, does this team have cup aspirations? I would say yes. They would do you want to be to. Yes. Joseph Wool and Hildeby as your duo? I would no, say no, 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 uh, no. No, no, no. So, that's, not, that's not what the tomorrow night's all exactly about. Exactly my point. Tomorrow night's about... Get us through, see what we got. Samsonov has a mediocre week in your eyes. Maybe it's just a little bit longer. Yeah. You know what? To your point about getting him back in and whatever... There's a much bigger chance that Samsonov is on this team in two months than Hildeby is still in the net in terms of, you know, playing towards playoffs. Yeah, and I think because Hildeby is like a prospect and, you know, this team doesn't have a ton of prospects, people are really excited about him. Yeah. And like, oh, this could be the future. This is more of an emergency call-up than anything. Yeah. Like this, you think of this more as like a Petrozelli-type call-up where yeah. they just need a body on the bench. Yep. And you look at the goaltenders, like when their prime is, I was would argue is different than skaters, and I would say it's a little bit older. You know, like I don't know how well it's Connor Hellebuck now pushing thirty. Like some of the best guys in the league are that age, figuring out the position. So this kid can be okay for five years and still be a, a prospect. I got a question for you, just about that Keith clip we listened to. Uh, I just got a DM about it. I'm interested to get your take about him mentioning that Matthews went bar down on him in his in practice. Well, it's been mentioned a couple places I've seen it. You think that's weird? 
Did he even say that? It must have been like a ripper or something. He must have been, he'll be commented on it in oh, his yeah? interview too. It was just like as you saw in like the first drill, like you know, it takes a little. <laughs> shooters I, are different. I, I, I would have gone a different approach, to be honest with you. Really? I think it's an I honor, just, though, right? <laughs> I just I wouldn't have made it. A talking point. I don't think you necessarily as need to obvious. say that. Yeah. Let, let everybody else discuss it. I don't want to bring that energy in. Yeah. That uh, that uh, you're not used to these type of shots. The one thing I did say, or did it's fine. Read it's about a throwaway it. comment. It's, it's the thing. It's, it's like, not a big deal. He sounds like a guy who's pretty whatever. Like he sounds a bit like Joe Wool. Like he doesn't get too phased by things. So you need guys like that. The Toronto market requires a slightly different temperament and stuff like that. Just can't bother you. Yeah. Maybe this is the start. And of he's literally that. the best shooter on earth. Yeah. There's not many guys. I guess Bedard shoots it like Matthews a bit. Like who shoots it like Matthews? No one. Yeah. Guys like pass to hit one time. Yeah. Let's get uh, Sheldon Keefe. We haven't played this one. Have we clip, clip six on Martin Jones? Because this, to me, is a huge start for Martin Jones and can really dictate the temperature that the goaltending scenario will hit. But if he stinks. Well, save that comment. Oh, okay. Let's listen to Sheldon on clip six on Martin Jones. Yeah, obviously huge to have him, you know, to have him here and how he's played for us. You know, you'll, you'll look at it and I think, uh, you know, coming into today's practice, we basically had, you know, probably certainly goalie three and Marty Jones and, and probably goalie five and, and Hildeby, um, who was, you know, when we come into training camp, you know, he had Petrozelli was getting a little more time than, than Hildeby and you thought he was going to take, take the year to be a developmental year for him and, and, uh, now you got those two guys here, and you're and you're counting on them. But to have someone with Jones's uh, experience in the league uh, to just be calm and and confident uh, has really helped our team. Uh, yeah, going into familiar buildings, as you as you mentioned, I hadn't thought of that uh, a great deal. But I think that's again just the the, the value of having the experience. Boys. Fifth goaltender got called up in the I, depth chart. I, I heard a coach protecting hey. himself there, like. Fifth. Yeah. yeah. The next guy's the e-bug. <laughs> Where's Airzy at? Call up Airzy. I, I honestly heard a coach being like, you can't put me on the hook for this. We're at three and five here. This is... Like, Martin Jones cannot have a bad game here tonight. Wow. Well, but he could. Oh, he could. But he can't. <laughs> I get your point. Yes. He can't. Yes. Because could, you know this town. Been been around in a minute now, yeah. I, I disagree with that. I think he's got a little bit of runway here. People understand what this is. People aren't going to be like, oh, Martin Jones, he stunk. Like, it's like, yeah, you kind of expect it. No, he was their third guy who was playing for the it's, Marlies it's not, for a quarter of the season. It's not the conclusion that, you know, you're talking about that he stunk. It's the where do they go from here that follows it, oh, Sammy. for sure, that. But I don't think people are going to kill why. Jones. Well, it's, no, you, know, Jones you know what I mean? Is, it's not about Jones. It's about the Leafs. Yes. And, and I, where are they if this guy gets lit up? And all the, you know, I would say a week or two ago, the Leafs were four points behind Boston. And it was kind of like, okay, this is like, they could, you know, contend for the, they're nine back yeah, now. Happened fast. Just a blink. They're nine back. And Florida's pulling away. Florida's now five ahead, a couple games there. But, you know, Tampa's tied in points. All of a sudden is my point. It's like, okay, Jones, if he's not very good, we can't keep giving away points. No. Like this, these are our. It's crucial to can keep picking up points along the way, and they're starting to scuffle. And all of a sudden, how they, quick do you have to like do something if that happens? Tonight. And you're you're still four or five weeks away from 
Joseph Wall coming back. And however long Samsonov's recovery takes. Mm. Now, you know, how if, quick if, do you if, have if, to if act? If Martin Jones doesn't, he's the, he's the key in all of this in terms of truly buying you time. But if he doesn't, then you got to go to the, the tree, the, the goalie tree. And just pick up an unripe <laughs> bud of a goalie and throw him in there. Well, maybe that maybe uh, Soros could go, grow on that tree. Like well, he could, he, he, but it does change then what you do with your assets. Yeah, I and know. how you spend and try to improve. Like you want to get to the trade deadline to without having and, spent and listen. On a even if Joseph Wall comes back in four weeks and he's still looking great, can't depend on it. Are you are you trusting Joseph Wall now to be the guy? I trust him technically more than I do health-wise. Yeah, well, I was actually going to make that yeah. very point. It, it's but not you, that I don't the, think he can play. Day, it's that I don't know if he can be available. And at the end of the day, they're kind of equal, right? Because oh, the avail- whether, yeah. whether or not he he's, he he's no good or he's good, if he gets hurt, if you're worrying about him getting hurt as much as you are potentially him not playing well, then at the end of the day, you, you don't have him either way. Isn't it stunning how many teams are having this conversation, though? Like, we, during our last show, we had one of the burning questions was, what team do you think most needs a goalie? And it was, like, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, Carolina. The, the choices were, like, around the league. It was, I mean, a lot of teams are struggling to find one guy right now, which you would think would help. A- Kochekov looked pretty good on Saturday night for, the, for Carolina. but And they're nervous with him. Oh, for Kochekov? sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're such a good team. Like Carolina is a yeah, and I think hockey. they're like second last in team save percentage yeah. this year, and it's killed them. They're starting to get good goaltending, and they're starting to win. It's just you know, quickly before we go to break, break. I, uh, We're humming along. Yeah, we got to. I'm just so sick of at least wasting these points against bad teams because it's the difference. Like think about you know they lose nine three to uh, before the break. They lose nine three to Buffalo. They lose to Ottawa. They lose to the Columbus. And I guess a lot of that has to do with goaltending. I guess. Yeah. But it's like this just how many years has this been? This It's every year of the Matthews era. It's the same still. Well, not every year, but the last four years for sure. Them wasting points against these bad teams, and it costs them. And that's why they have to play these juggernauts in the first round. The Leafs uh, against the bottom seven teams in the NHL, and this was part of our broadcast that we did the other night, Kills are them. three, six, and two, if I'm not mistaken, below a 400 winning it's percentage. It's an infuriating trend. Which is 30th in the league, The you know, around Chicago, Ottawa, San Jose, or the teams around them there. If you just take care of the business a little bit. It's, it's infuriating. And now you're going to have to play the Florida Panthers in the first round. Or, the you know, if you have to fall down to a wild card and you play the Rangers. Or like, ugh. It's not great. Win the division for once. Boys, that's 35 minutes just talking about the goalies. <laughs> Nine other topics to get to. minutes well, going to break. There's can lots we, to say. Can we please discuss facing the Kings tonight Some outside point. of the net after they the break? Bench, they scratched David Kim oh, and, then, and then gave up two shorties the same night and lost. There's the next 35 minutes gone now. <laughs> All right, that more. We promise on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Hope everybody had a happy new year. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I did? Nothing. I was talking to the 
oh. listeners and not, not viewers, Sam and not I? you guys. Oh. I did nothing no. for the first time in a long time. It was excellent. Cooked, it's, a, cooked a ribeye in bed by 1230. Yeah, we made a three-layer dip and watched Are you Wall one of those uh, yeah. New Year's Eve uh, for amateurs? Well, as a former drinker, that was yes. certainly a stance of mine. And now it's for people younger than me. <laughs> I'm sure. just an old. Yeah. <laughs> Felt it this year. Uh, before we get into uh, the Leafs versus uh, the Kings, there's, there's lots of talk about William Nylander. Ooh. And, uh, what kind of talk? Well, just words. It's trending closer Sounds. to the Leafs and Willie getting a deal done is what I hear. Really? Yeah. You know, I've heard similar. And the general feeling amongst, I think, both sides is they'd like to get it done before the NHL All-Star weekend. So that is February 3rd. That is one month from now. The other belief is that it will be uh, a number that is over 11. Mm, so that's less good. Mm. 11... Point two five is the one that uh, is probably mentioned the most. Mm-hmm. Times eight. <coughs> yeah. You okay? Well, if I may, <laughs> this gentleman that we are discussing right now is really good. A, he's fifth in the NHL in scoring, tied with Connor McDavid. I mean, David Pasternak is two points more than him right now. So, it's it's tough to... So that would put him right with Pasternak, correct? Yeah. What's past? 11-2-5, I think. Is it exactly? I don't yeah. know. Can you... I can make that yeah. happen. The, the question, only one... The question I have for you, Kipper. The only one is uh, Panarin, I think, at 11-6 on an AAV. Yeah. Would you, uh, would you say that he took a discount like he did with... Uh... Pasternak, if if we really no, past it is eleven two five. Eleven two five. Yeah, I think, I think uh, there's an argument to be made that uh, that's the number, and either you like it or you don't. You know, at some point when you have negotiations about value, you can't argue with the numbers. Like he can, he produces at the same yeah. rate as some of the great, you yeah. know, the best now, players in the league. The only the the other thing you got to consider, Sammy, is that. When the Leafs can front load this mm. and turn it into a a twelve or thirteen million dollar upfront signing bonus, it's it's worth more a heck of a lot more than eleven to five. It it well it creates greater value in real money. For sure it does, but it also helps the Leaf down the road if you don't like the back end of the deal. The real money owed is so much less. Absolutely. And in four or five years, if the cap's up towards 100, yeah. north of $100 million, 11.25 for a 40-goal score, a 100-point guy yeah. is not crazy here. And I do think the way that Willie skates and shoots the puck, that he's got a lot of good years left. I, I don't think, you, yeah. know, I, you know, another five years as a top contributor. I don't think a lot of people can make a... Uh, an argument that this is crazy. No. I guess the only thing you would do is you would hold up other players who have signed, you know, in the, is it, uh, which Carolina guy? Is it Ajo or mm-hmm. one of them signed yeah. for nine and Sebastian a half, Ajo. I think. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. some guys which that one could took the nine and a half yeah. in Florida who, you know, he was a heart trophy yeah. guy. You know, so this, and Ajo is so good. Yeah, and this, so this is what you would do as the team. You'd say, what about these guys? Yeah, and they'd and say, well, you know what? 
They, they've tried that. Yeah. <laughs> they've tried that. <laughs> and it's... The team goes, what about these guys? And they say, okay, we'll just leave them. Bye-bye. Oh, oh, okay, we'll oh. just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just wait. wait and see if I get more than 9-5. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, you definitely he will. He really wants to stay. Loves Toronto. And if you also value that, you know, even Pasternak had, oh, I'm sorry, Panarin had to leave Columbus to get the money to get 11-6, but that was over seven mm-hmm. years. Willie would get the eighth year at over uh, 11 million dollars. I mean, how do you say no to 90 over 90 million dollars? Yeah, and you know, another one in Willie's corner is that he's a pretty unflappable guy. You know, he knows this market well. You, This market has done all they could oh to my. beat him down. Yeah. Trade him, trade him, trade him. And he's just like, I'm just going to keep shooting it in the net. I think. Call me when you want to pay me. I would be really scared of that number that you brought up if last year didn't happen. In playoffs. No, just in general. Because mm-hmm. like, he was 40 goals last year. And, like, that's the type of year that you would expect him to have in a contract. Like, I don't think he's this, what he's right now. Like, I really do think that. The contract year is a bit of a He's thing. He's on like, pace for 117 yeah, points. Which, and, his, and his highest was 87 before that, yeah. which it's a massive number. But even if he regresses a little bit with the cap going up, he's probably going to be worth that. Like, it's visually, and it's going to look scary. Yeah. Do you have to, can you do all these, can you do Tavares next year as well? Can you have all these guys making that much money for one year? Is it doable? Reminds me of Minnesota's like uh, cap situation where it's like you're really handcuffed, but then it'll be good after that. It's, Except they have it's, really you no. Know, it's it's going right, to be hard. That's much different. It's it's going to be hard because yeah. you got to also factor in that that uh, you have all these expiring contracts which help, but you have to replace them. Yeah. And the question is, can you? You know, Max Domi. I know the the goals haven't been there, but he's played very well lately. Mm-hmm. And he is on pace for, what, 50 points? He is now, in terms of their leading scorers, there's the f- big four guys, Morgan Riley, f- fifth forwards, Max. 21 points last I checked, which was this morning. Okay, so, <laughs> they so if, if, if Max ends up with 50 points, that could be worth more than $3 million somewhere else, and maybe he takes less to stay. But you're still going to have to replace those dollars for well this for right? things becoming an issue kept five and a half million dollars i know i went on air and talked about how yeah his underlying numbers are really good he just he doesn't have any points kip he's played with the best players in the league for most of the season and what was he a 14 points six goals and 14 points in 34 games for five and a half million that's great he's driving play but at some point you'd like him to Tip on the net or run someone yeah. over. Drive the puck into the net, yeah. potentially. You it's know, it's really of- strange that uh, when you consider that you're playing with proven point producers. Bunting, 56 points in that spot. Yeah. Okay, give me somebody else, though. What's that? In- over the last three years? I mean, that's played in that spot. It's been yeah. a revolving door. I know, but... Zach Hyman Bunt, was... Bunting's the only one. Well, Hyman made a... He they, did pretty well. They, were, they weren't thrilled with Bunting. You know, people got to realize that that one of the major reasons why is that, you know, I don't think Matthews was thrilled with Hyman, playing with Hyman back then. Is that right? I don't know. So what's your point, though? My, my point is, is that 
no one seems to be able to produce points. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than other than none. other other than bunting, yeah, really. I just Kip, you look at the group people who have been in that spot. Tyler Bertuzzi is the first one who didn't work. Bunting, way above his career numbers in that spot, like way above, right? For what he'd ever done as a twenty-six or twenty-seven-year-old. Who else went there? Cal Yarncroft went there and shot it in the net more than he used to. Uh, who else played Thornton, that spot? Marlowe, oh. uh, 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 Richie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Richie's uh, in Finland uh, and suspended. Thornton uh, and Marlowe retired. Uh, not an NHLer. You know, like, you know, they have the guys there in that spot. Malkin. Oh my god! <laughs> it's been it that has video been, of Richie was uh, that was a uh, what's he doing? It was a, he went like, a little squirrely. Think about think about Marner and Nylander. Averaging 95, 105 points without a left winger. Can you imagine now past, if, if, if you took Marchand away from Pasternak, and I know they've been off yeah, and yeah, on, yeah. but over the course of all these years, like, can you imagine if those guys had a real producing left winger, what those numbers could have been like the last few years? Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to think of lines like that and like, so Crosby had Kunitz. Was Kunitz a guy like that? That oh, kind of yeah. like he made Kunitz. You know, plugged him in. Yeah. and He just worked. Pascal Dupuis worked really well with with Sid for a while. Yeah. Now Gensel and him are just like right. On but but fire. these are duos. Like the only real like it's tough to have a three person line. Obviously, when Bergeron was there with Marchand and Pasternak, that's like the perfection. It's line. just it's really strange to me that Bertuzzi, with his eyes closed, can't get. 55 points. Could not agree more. Just strange. Stand around the net, tip some in. No, but he's tried them. that. He's tried that, and it's just, he has been around the net. It's so just, what is the issue, I don't do you think? know. I feel I, like you're not telling me what no, you really No, think. no, no, no. Trust me, if I had an answer, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like he seems to be around the net. I don't know yeah. whether or not it's enough or it's too much yeah. or they need him making more plays Outside of that six foot radius in front of the net, I think if if we didn't know Bunting, what, Bunting handled the puck. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, no, no. Bunting handled the puck a lot more outside of that area. I can't Bertuzzi remember him Bertuzzi having is. it. When does he ever have the puck? He I don't never know. has it. He, I mean, he makes little touch plays here and there, but he never has it. He I think he doesn't carry it. No, I think if you like could go back to like my dad's era where you didn't know what people made and you just looked at the players on the roster. Bertuzzi long ago in this group, you would have said, take some run on the third line. Like we're going to play Max on the left wing. He seems to be able to handle it and make some plays with these guys. Like it feels to me like he's where he is because they've paid him and they want to give him the chance to make them look right about him. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it hasn't. Look right. I would like to see Max in the top six a little bit here I'm and there. I'm, Once in a while. I'm, I have greatly warmed to, to Domi. Not all the time, but a few shifts there's there. times when he turns the puck over. For sure. Uh, but that's... But he's got the skill to play with that's, those guys. Uh, that's, his mind is thinking about making these plays that other players won't make. Yeah. And he's got to find that fine balance of, of holding on to the puck or putting it in a safe position other than a high-risk position. And you hope that uh, 
you know, that's the next focus in the next 40-plus games. Well, the way I think of him now is that he's a guy that when you're coaching, you play situationally. Like, if you're up, I'd rather see more David Camp, and we can get to that in a minute, but I'd rather see more Camp, who played 3C for them we're, quite a bit. When okay, we're, we're running out of time here. Yeah. Uh, you okay with David Camp being benched? And did it, was it his wife who sent out a, the consecutive game yeah. streak of five years? Okay, did not, we even know about that? Yeah. Yeah, we're oh, not, by the way, you're not Patrick Marlowe. At 323 games yeah. or whatever the thing was. It's the NHL. Yeah, that's we're, we expect you to play. That's great. But I, I do think it was stupid to bench you him. You do? Yeah. I mean, he's your best penalty killer. Yeah, but, well. Uh, and you don't have anyone else that kills penalties, and you gave up two power play goals to a really good power play. you can't play. bench the David best, Camp, who can you bench? They're the best power play in the league for a month, Carolina. And you're taking out your best penalty killer going in. That's a stupid decision. This is hypocritical. No, it's not. Yes, it's it not. is. Because all the time we talk about holding people accountable. Yeah, this team, oh, the team doesn't Ka- do it enough. David Camp had turned one over. Oh, my. Like, bench yeah. someone else. Is he been good? Okay. Outside, I, I, it's a big message for me. I, he, to me, he's, he's probably core-ish. core-ish bottom six guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a right? what, what a What a compliment. Outside <laughs> of benching Tavares, Marner, Nylander and um, Matthews, that's a pretty big message. Yeah, it is a big message. Are we not okay with the big message being sent? Not the night before you're playing the hottest power play in the league, and he's your only good penalty killer. The problem is it's not situational. It's when you deserve it and you're not making the right decisions. And that's why everyone in my mentions says, what about Mitch Marner? You know, when's he going to be held accountable for turnovers? And that's in what... Tavares turns the puck over just as much as anybody. Yeah. Right? Would you ever bench your captain? Probably not. Who can we bench? Not many after the big core four. I mean, we've, we, this has been a complaint. Ah, we ran out of time. This Here has been a go. complaint about Keith this whole year from you guys. All, right. All of a sudden, everyone's... We're just warming up in the year 2024. The National Show's up next on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Don't go away.